You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 44. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about why conventional advice for healing emotional wounds often falls short, why we can try to do what other people tell us to heal, but often feel like we're just on a hamster wheel. It's so important to me that I'm on here every week giving you actionable steps to take back control of your life. I remember how this felt. I remember the frustrations I experienced, feeling like I was never going to heal. I remember feeling afraid of when the next trigger would pop up and how depressed I would feel just thinking about the life I could have or should have had. I know that there are a ton of coping strategies out there. I know that many of them absolutely help and give you relief. I tried many of them myself and they did help me feel better temporarily. But I wasn't okay with temporarily feeling better. I wanted to feel better for good. If you had a pain in your head, you could take medicine to help that pain go away. But when it comes back, you start to wonder why. You can lie down, use a hot compress or an ice pack. You can use essential oils or avoid bright lights and loud noises that would trigger the pain. All of that is great. But what if the reason you kept getting that pain was because you were dehydrated? The coping that you do fixes the pain temporarily or might even prevent it temporarily. But the root cause of the pain, the real reason, is that your body needs water. When you think of your emotional pain like painful symptoms, you know that there's a root cause. There's a reason. And it's not what most people think. It's nothing happening outside of you. So you don't have to suffer from the many negative emotions that come with abuse, such as sadness, anger, fear, guilt, and hurt. I'll tell you why, plus what you can do to change it. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. All right, so let's just dive right in. As you probably already know, most survivors of emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships believe that time will eventually ease the pain. They believe that if they just read enough books and learn enough about narcissism and go through some sessions of therapy that they'll be able to heal or feel better eventually. These beliefs have consequences and they're not good ones. I'm just going to give it to you really straight here. What you believe becomes your reality. So in order to change your reality and feel how you want to be feeling and do what you want to be doing, you have to start inside yourself. You know, a lot of people think that if they just go outside of themselves, they'll feel better. And I'm not saying that certain things outside of you won't help you feel better because they do and they will. But all of that is temporary because the reason that you have the emotions that you have is because of what you believe in your subconscious mind. So try to think of it like this. One day you come home and it looks like there's been a robbery. You've been violated, but no one broke in. You remember that you gave the key to your house to someone 
and they're the only person who could have done this. Everything inside is totally disorganized and chaotic because the person you gave your key to came into your home. They messed it all up. They rummaged through all of your personal belongings, broke things, stole things, and left. All the things you loved are smashed to pieces. They destroyed parts of your home that cannot go back to the way they once were. You feel completely and utterly defeated. You can try to call that person and ask them to come clean up their mess inside your house, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it. And even if they do come by, you're still going to remember what they did and how they ruined the things that you love that you can't get back. You're still going to remember the fear and the sadness when you walked into the house that day. You will never forget how you felt to be betrayed in such a horrible way. So there you are, left, staring at all the damage, trying to put everything back together. You're overwhelmed and upset, thinking this should never have happened, and wondering why you ever let this person into your house. So, because the person who is responsible isn't fixing it, you get to work. You start cleaning up, you start putting things back together, you even start to read books about how to keep a clean house and keep it organized, and you follow social media accounts on the best ways to clean. You might even hire a professional to come in and help you out. But the reality is, this is your house, and nobody's going to clean it the way it needs to be cleaned except for you. And you know that some things just cannot be repaired or replaced by anyone but you. The reason I share this is to show you that what happens inside of you is the path to your personal healing. You cannot rely on other people to heal your wounds. And when you keep looking outside yourself to get healing from emotional abuse, well, the reality is you're just putting on a Band-Aid. If there's a leak in the roof, you need to get underneath the shingles to see what's going on. You could just put a bucket underneath and let the water drip in the bucket every time it rains, but that isn't fixing the problem. This is the same with our emotional wounds. When we do things like yoga, breath work, Reiki, exercising, art therapy, journaling, CBT, and so many more things like this, it's like putting a bucket under the leak. Does it keep the water from spilling on the floor? Of course it does. But it isn't really fixing the problem. And oftentimes it makes the problem worse when we don't do a proper repair to the damage. So... When thinking of yourself like that house, you can easily see that time doesn't actually heal the wounds. That's like saying time will clean up the messes in the house. After time goes by, it will just be cleaned up and fixed? No, of course not. You can also see how trying to get the person who hurt you to come in and repair the damage and clean up is also pointless. And do you even really trust that person to come back inside your home? Do you really think that after all that damage that they can clean up and fix everything back to the way it was before? Probably not. So most people struggle to go within themselves to heal because if they do, it often means that the person who did all the damage got away with it. It often means they are let off the hook when you believe they should be held accountable. Why should I have to clean up this mess when someone else is the one who created it. But the reality is, if you don't clean it up, it's not holding them accountable. If you leave the mess, they're still getting away with it. You not cleaning up the mess isn't holding anyone accountable. 
It's just causing you to live inside a broken, disheveled mess. The meaning you give to your circumstances and your experiences holds a lot of weight. But the good news is you can choose to change the meaning. You can decide if you want to keep believing a certain way or not, even when it feels impossible or really, really hard. So you might be thinking now, yeah, Allison, I hear you. I really do. But this is so unfair. I already went through so much and now I have to do this. Now I have to clean up the messes and heal on top of it all. Listen, I understand how this feels. And I know that for many women, healing from narcissistic abuse and emotional trauma, doing the healing work feels like you're just condoning their bad behavior. You put everything back together while they just move along and never have to be held accountable for what they did, right? But let me ask you, is you not healing actually holding them accountable? Or is it just allowing them the power to hold you down, keeping you from your truest, most authentic and best version of yourself? If you want to heal in a lasting way, one of the first things you need to do is discover what you're believing that could be keeping you from it. Remember, anything we do or don't do, there's usually a positive intent behind it, meaning we get something positive out of it. Our brain is trying to help us and keep us feeling safe all the time. So what does not healing and not doing the work that actually gets lasting results mean to you? Does it mean the other person will get away with it if you're happy? Does it mean you won't be able to hold them accountable if you move on? Does it mean if you clean up the emotional messes that you condone what they did? Remember, you get to choose the meaning. What else could it mean? Could it mean they already got away with it, so you decide to put yourself first? Could it mean you refuse to allow them that kind of power over your emotions? Could it mean you release the anger so they can't destroy you anymore? This kind of healing takes practice. It takes effort by you to reprogram your mind, to change the thought habits and switch the meaning that you give to things because only you can do that. I am not a stranger to this. The only reason I am where I am today emotionally after 20 years of trauma is because of the practice that I've put in to reprogram the thoughts that were keeping me in pain the thoughts in my subconscious mind that were keeping me stuck and unable to heal and move forward. I couldn't be here telling you about this stuff every week if it didn't help me. I couldn't give you all these tips and techniques and information if I didn't use the process myself. I have reprogrammed thousands of beliefs in my mind, which I have absolutely used to transform me and transform my life and how I feel every single day. I still do it. I still use this four-step tool whenever an emotion comes up for me that I'm not used to. And this four-step tool is what I help all of my clients with reprogramming their own subconscious minds. And now I look forward to reprogramming my thoughts. One of my clients told me the other day that she's addicted to rewiring her mind. And I can totally relate to that because it feels so good. So if you want to move from coping to lasting change, you can do it. Start by figuring out why you might have fears about it or any type of resistance. Then, as always, challenge those thoughts. 
You are capable of so much more than you probably know. You might need a little support, and that's why I'm here. Keep listening, keep learning, and as always, reach out to me if you'd like to work with me one-on-one. Talk to you next week. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in